You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV on Alivations Friday. How are you, kids? How are you? On Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show. Let's get you updated. If you want an update, I'm about to tell you what's what. If you don't, then uh, carry on. Turn me down for half a second and go from there. It is Wyndham Clark leading the U.S. Open. He's played really good golf the last uh, few months. Carries over into the U.S. Open. Good for him. He's 300 today through 11. He's 900 for the tournament. It is the lead currently. Now, just behind him is Ricky Fowler, Xander Schauffele. Both went eight under yesterday. Have not teed off today. They do so at 430. Uh, well, 432 and 454. Uh, Tony Finau having a real good day. Now, climbing up the leaderboard into the top four. He's at minus three for today, minus five for the tournament. Yeah. Tom said it a moment ago while we were talking off air. Get me to a Sunday with Ricky Fowler, Xander Schauffele, and Tony Finau vying for the U.S. Open. Throw somebody in there who's historically great and maybe, say, like, uh, I don't know, Rory McIlroy's been struggling for better part of nine years when it comes to majors. Um, throw him in there just because, and all of a sudden you've got real intrigue because those other three have never won a major, and they've done everything else right. Won a bunch of tournaments, won you know, TPC, all that stuff, but they have not been able to win a major. Ricky's, Call it doggy bag Sunday at the U.S. Open. Man, I think I think old Ricky had that one year, Tom, where he finished his second in three of the four majors. Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's uh, one of those legendary. the last time that Rory won a major. I think that wasn't that 2014? Yeah, did he finish second to Rory? I'm pretty sure. At the PGA or the, not the, the U.S. PGA. Open? Was it the PGA? Yeah. I'll take a look at that, but that was the one where they finished in the dark. They let him hit up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was kind of a mistake and weird. If you remember, it felt that. forced. I don't think Phil was for that. Uh-uh. In retrospect, who cares what Phil's for? Um, but yeah, at the <laughs> time, yeah. actually, Ricky ended up finishing tied third in that event. Phil finished one shot behind Ricky. It was a weird deal. Weird deal. Um, cool story on the PGA Tour is Eric Cole. He's a 34 year old rookie, and he's in the top 35 right now. But he's had he's had himself a good year. One on tour. People don't know who he is, but got into the U.S. Open and uh, played well yesterday. He's plus one today. Uh, we'll see how the rest of his round goes. The long and short of it is, if you take a look at the average scores out there, it's a lot more difficult today. A lot more difficult. Pin placement. I, I looked at it uh, during the break. It's all pin placement. It's not weather. It's pin placement. That's the thing. You know, People are having to apologize in all forms of the broadcast for how low the scores are. If the weather doesn't cooperate, there's not much you can do in, in most of these courses. The weather's perfect for scoring. It just is. 
Well, yeah, right now it is. I mean, it's in the 70s in L.A., and there's no, you know, no real wind or anything that they're dealing with. You're right. Um, there's not much you can, you can do. I, I will say this. It is pretty clear that they took a good look at those numbers yesterday and went, uh-uh, it ain't happening again today. Because if you look at the pin locations today, it's like, well, good luck. You better be patient today. Yeah. We saw Brooks struggle, uh, pin location problem. Well, also poor, poor shot, but put himself in, in a tough situation. But that's primarily because you couldn't get at the flag. Yeah, correct. Uh, it was a par five, and it's, you know, that green is two-tier, three-tiers, whatever you want to call it. He had to pitch across the face of it. didn't work out for him. The round of the day is four under par. That's Charlie Hoffman, who's working on that number. He's got about four or five holes to play. Other than that, you see a lot of ones and twos, but there aren't a whole lot of 65s out mm-hmm. there like mm-hmm. yesterday. You know, I thought something uh, interesting. I saw in the chat uh, folks were talking about matchups as far as, um, you know, if we go to the SEC, if we go to the Big Ten. And I'll tell you what, when you have those, when you, when you kick it around, one thing stands out to me, not about whether we're going to the Big Ten or the SEC. Uh, and I think eventually it would be uh, the SEC. Um, what stands out to me is how little the, those that cover the game nationally know about the next set of moves. Well, first of all, at the time that USC and UCLA got brought into the Big Ten, nobody saw that coming. You didn't read a single article leading up to that movement in which somebody tipped their hand or told you in any way, hey, this is coming down the pike. Don't be surprised if we have a major shakeup, right? Well, you can throw out a blanket statement like that and be correct because we've seen seismic shifts in football several times in the last 15 years. So I can say today, hey, don't be surprised if there are some major changes in the next three years to college football. Well, yeah, probably. Seems to be going that way. But as far as actually pinning something down and, 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 and knowing anything about who's reaching out to who and when, I don't think that, and this is not a knock on these guys, but they're all being tasked with writing articles about conference realignment. And that's why you see so many differing opinions, because that's what they are. They're differing opinions. They're not informative pieces. You know, so Thamel seems to think that the SEC wants Virginia and North Carolina. All right. Maybe they do. Yeah. Uh, In addition to? Right. Yeah. I don't think it stops. He takes the step further to say that it doesn't include FSU. Now, conversely, you can find other articles, and we have recently, that pinpoint specifically they want FSU and Clemson. And then if they were able to get some others, they would then take that step. So, they but I do. don't think anybody really knows. Yeah, but they, uh, okay, fair enough. I don't know. I haven't talked to the commissioner of the SEC. But, but I don't me. even, yeah, no, I'm not they saying. They want Florida State. If Florida State's on the open do. market, of they course. want Florida State. But it, that's the hard part. If Florida State is on the open market, what we have here is a mathematical problem. It's a number issue. Of course. At what point do we arrive at a number that we can either survive litigation or straight buy our way out of the ACC? And that's why I said a few months ago with the Oklahoma and Texas situation, all right, you have now set a precedent for me to calculate the number. And I think that's how you can put a timeline on Florida State's exit. Yeah, but, buddy, I think that timeline is, is if you're doing it that way and only that way and not counting and not accounting for – uh, television contracts and the other stuff that is going to come down the pike where 
distribution, you know, streaming services and all these things that are changing the landscape of college football, what's happening with the Pac-12 and what a nightmare that situation is. If you're doing all of that, um, then I think you're going to be waiting a lot longer. Well, I had just doing the math. It's going to be six, seven, eight years from now. I thought it was five or six because that's what gets you down to around four to five hundred million dollars for a settlement. I think we could we could handle that if we had to, which you've got to look at the ACC in the vacuum as the worst case scenario. So if we're only dealing with the ACC Mm -hmm. and we've got to pay off the ACC to get out of here, it's going to be a long, long time. I think it's going to be now probably four and a half more years. I think that is the worst case scenario course we want to go sooner and for less money that's what we're trying to do behind the scenes i fully believe that but what i'm saying is worst case is you got to wait another four and a half years i would think well here's something i want to point out p simpson you're right david hale and you gave the obligatory he's very good at what he does <laughs> says the acc will outlive the sport itself i've talked with david about this on these airwaves and off of it over a cold beer and dead sober <laughs> uh all of these conversations have taken place. Smoking a pancake? And lots of, other, uh, lots of other people have written on this subject as well. One thing you'll notice, though, and Ira's right about this, and he's brought it up on headlines, he's brought it up in writing, he's brought it up on this show, is that the conversation, the tenor of the conversation and some of the verbiage in the conversation has shifted. It is believed. So, Life Spectator, I... I know what you're pointing to here. Until the grant of rights is rendered null and void, the ACC member schools are SOL. Yeah, but nobody thinks that that is going to be the case until 2034, 2036? Yes, at some point it becomes cheap enough to just go ahead and pay the piper. But Well, people are motivated enough, right? Um, And by people, networks, commissioners... School president. I'm just saying, if nobody worked with Florida State, nobody, we had to do this all on our own. Yeah, well, at some point, the number does become reasonable enough that we would do it. Well, because it's a death sentence not to do it. So they, you don't have a choice. You'd rather incur the kind of debt it's going to take to get the hell up out of here uh, than than to sit and stand pat and get passed over, flattened with zero chance once you finally do get out of here to have much of an impact on the sport. Right. What what I'll say is that, again, the conversation has changed to where it was said at one time there is no chance for any school in the ACC to get out of the grant of rights. It is set in stone, grant of rights, not challengeable in court, which we know is not true. Everything's challengeable. Doesn't mean you're going to win, though. Um, But, you know, it was thought ironclad, no chance that you can get out of it. And now those that have read it, those that have you know written articles about it. I, I talked um with Andy Staples about this. Uh you know, he, he, attorneys that have looked at this have said, "Uh, you may have some grounds here." I mean, there there are some angles. The question is who's the first to do it? Because you're taking on a lot of heat and you're going to be tangled up in court and nobody wants to get tangled up in court. Nobody wants to spend all that money on a 50-50 proposition. You, 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 know, you, you would do it if you knew. If you knew, this won't stand up. We're going to win. Right. But then I think separate being a legal expert, you can even look at any situation and say there's always a number. There is always there's a number. There's always a number look that the makes NBA, this go away. Look at the NBA uh, salary cap and how uh, teams 
you know, find a way to adjust their roster when it's not working. Sure. They're, they're not they're not but, slaves to the the length of those deals. They find ways. They'll find a trading partner. They always do. Well, okay. Also look in the very sport that we're covering and look at the college football playoff and the formation of it when they went to a four team playoff. It was impossible. Remember? All sports talk radio. Everybody from the local Joes yeah. to Dan Patrick or Jim Rome, whoever, saying it's impossible. The BCS will always be. Maybe you can get a plus one format, but it'll be through the BCS. It'll never be a playoff in college football. I would rather it be through the BCS, by the way, to this day. I would, too. As opposed to some asinine committee. What's the lesson of how it got from A to B? There was a number. There was a and number. And how did it get yeah. from four well, to where we are now? Correct. Remember, all of these meetings that the conference commissioners right, had, and they right, said, right. Oh, we can't. We, you know what? There's just not going to be a 12 team playoff. And there is. And now there is because there's a number. Yeah. And, and there, that's what can happen here as well. Money rules the day, obviously. There, yes, you'll get to a point where that number, whatever it is, to buy out, to pay in, whatever it is. I think it's, it's more to do, it's less to do for you and I watching Florida State specifically. I think it's less to do with them efforting on their own and more behind the scenes with the networks, with ESPN and with the SEC. Like I, I think there's, yeah. there's that negotiation is going to do, do the work for Florida State. It's not going to be Florida State deciding to take it on their own and kick down the door and pay out five hundred million dollars. Right. It's not. They're not going to do well, that. The, the logic of it is easy on the first side of it. I would disagree. I think they could cut the check against future earnings to a certain limit, but, but the message to the other ACC member institutions is really simple. It's look, guys. There is no more money coming to you past 2036. There just isn't. You think we're going to sign an extension? That's not happening. So would you rather get a chunk of money now and go find yourself your, your next chapter in your athletic department's future? Would you, would you want to set that course earlier and take some money now? Or do you want to ride this thing out and be difficult the whole time, knowing that the clock is going to strike midnight in 2036 for you, Boston College, and you, Duke? And maybe they could play chicken with you at that point. Well, they are. And, and they that's would where, right now. They're, they're getting paid. That's where the hard part comes in. But the logic of this is very easy. But at some point for Florida State, independent of what Duke says or Boston College says, there's going to be a number that everybody says, well, I mean, if you would do it for $400 million, and that would be your payout. I think we would have already known that number. I feel like. I, well, it's it, not there yet. It's too much, It's too high right now. I'd say it's much higher than $400 million. But, I th yeah, I think it's over $500 million right yeah. now. And and the thing is, I don't really know. We've all assumed. So, again, to get that money is not hard. Like, you could get somebody to loan you that money and pay it off over 25 years. You could do that. And, you know, I mean, that those things happen all the time. It's not unheard of for universities to borrow huge sums of money. Uh, for projects and anything else that they want to do. So you, you could get that money. You just need to know what it is. But I, I don't – we had this sense, or it seems to me somehow the number $300 million got introduced at one time, and I think that was out of thin air. I don't think anybody knows, like, why was that the number? I never understood that because, again, I didn't either. the number for Oklahoma and Texas was 50 for one year. $50 million for one year. But they didn't have terms. a grant of rights situation. They did. Yeah, no, but the, the, not to 2036. No, no, but, coming what, up. but yeah. what I'm saying is, okay, so for one year of their grant of rights, essentially, this is what they're paying, Yes, is 50. So I'm setting 50 as the benchmark per year left. And that's why I looked at 2026 right. and said 10 more years, 10 times 50, $500 million. That's the price. That's why I thought at that point, if you're going to negotiate a 10-year settlement, you give a lump sum. It's like getting the money from the lottery. Right. You give less. So it's probably around 400 at 20. In 2026, but, but, but again, I think that's palatable at that point. Well, but we don't know that. We, we no, you, this is my this is no, purely right, my guess. Right, I that's think speculative, that's, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because they looked at 120 and laughed at the board meeting. I would so, laugh at 122. Yeah. I mean, that's no money for them. But uh, but but 400 million, Tom, is a lot of money. I I don't know that. But by 2026, <laughs> I think the desperation threshold plus the time remaining on the contract, I think 10 years becomes. It's just a nice little sweet spot as a worst case, as a worst case. It's an all-consuming thing, too. It's so frustrating to have that over your head as you enter into this season full of enthusiasm and excitement. I mean, this is as excited we've been about a football season in forever. Uh, more than last year, we were eager last year because we knew there was an opportunity. We were also anxious. We were anxious and nervous because – we could have seen a very good football coach get fired. I mean that 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 like the knowledge that that guy's good, but sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes good isn't enough. Sometimes love isn't enough, as they say. You know, it, things happen. People break up that love each other. It happens. So it's the crux of Independence Day with uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum's character. <laughs> so these things happen, right? And I'm sitting there looking at Norvell. I've had private conversations with Norvell. I've watched his interactions on and off the field with his players, and we're all in agreement, those of us who've been out there, that's a good football coach. And in my head, I'm going, man, that good football coach is having a hell of a hard time getting traction for a lot of reasons. And, you know, at that time, Tom, what hurt was the idea that he's a good football coach, he just may not be good enough because guys that are good enough would have found a way to get traction. They would have found a way. Yeah. That, that's just the great ones do, right? So he could be good, maybe not great. And so we were sitting there thinking, oh, no, I don't want to have to start over. It's in nobody's interest to start over. You just fall further back, one step up, two steps back. You can't do that. And so we went into last year going, you better win, man. I need yeah. you to We thought they could, but we well, thought also you got to because, man, if on the heels of five and seven, if he had gone six and six, you're not getting anybody to come here. No, you're not. And, and this is the thing, too, that when, you know, 10 years from now, when you look back at this era, wherever it goes from this point, you would say that Mike Norvell was extended because dot 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 the transfer portal. Like I don't well, his care use, his use and his selling yes. of this program and his yes. I don't care where Florida State is ranked year over year in these first few uh, in transfer portal class rankings. I don't care. Like, some places have them one or two. Some places might have them eight. What I do know is, effectively speaking, the reason that we're in a position to where we are attractive to high school recruits is because the transfer portal has been the bridge to get us there. Without question. Thank God that it existed. It always comes down to this. It's just like when you hear people say, it's the economy, stupid. Like, the, here you go again, right? Here you go. This is true. Wins. However you get them. That's all it is. That's all it is. Those transfer portal players led to them winning games. Those wins opened the eyes of recruits who wouldn't give Florida State the time of day. And couldn't because of the pandemic. They couldn't right, form the relationships. Right, right. It was just, are you going to win some games? I could have told everybody until I was blue in the face, that's a really good coach. He's having a hard time for very valid reasons. These are the reasons. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Win some damn games, dude. And he did. And he did. And it certainly helped that not only did they win games, but look at how it happened. They won the biggest game they had to win to start the season. They got momentum on a national stage. They watched everybody saw them beat LSU. LSU goes on to win the West. That resonates. People look back and go, damn, FSU beat that team. And that team beat Alabama. That team, you know, so you're like, okay, that's a real team they got down there. They, they gloss over and forget about the three straight losses because we won six straight to end it. So when you won early, when you lost middle, 
And when you won again, mattered greatly. They could not have planned that any better because you also sweep your rivals and you beat one of their asses 45-3 to in prime time. I mean, that's... Scored the game-winning touchdown on the first drive. As you like to say, yeah. the game-winning catch happened very early. <laughs> now, roll credits. So all of that happened. All of that happened, and you got huge momentum. And the players you brought in, they got better. You know, that's the other thing. The transfer portal guys that got here that they've had recently, they've come in and elevated their status. These are guys that might have been good football players, but nobody really knew. Let's be honest. Unless you're a diehard, there weren't a lot of people out there talking about, boy, they got Kier Thomas. How about that? We did, but people around the country sure, didn't. Sure. Well, that dude was a game changer. Very quietly. He was steady as they become. He was a great player. He's a a great player for this team. You know, you have the situation with Jermaine. You know a kid coming from Georgia has to be a good athlete, has to have the body type, has to have all those things. But, you know, he's passed over at Georgia. He can't crack the starting lineup. Comes here, he's the best player on our team for a year or one of two or three of the best players on the team. Certainly a game changer. Um, probably back on campus right now. Well, he loves this place, and he gets drafted in the first round, and that's another feather in your cap because now you got people getting drafted in the first round. They're like, all right. So all of it happens, and now you look at this offseason, what they've done with the transfer portal yet again, and it culminates in Keon Coleman, where you have a difference maker of that status leaving Michigan State, which has a great collective and all the money that they could possibly throw at these kids, and yet he comes here. So, again, kudos to the Battles Inn, kudos to Mike Norvell, kudos to where this program's going. They will be good this year. It's a matter of will they be great. They will be good. There's not, they're not going to be bad. They're going to be good. Can they be great? And then we have to define our terms that great is great 11-1, and 1, is great 12-0 yeah. and 0 only, is great 10-2. and 2. Well, depends on what are the two. Well, and also you can say now with conviction that they are good on the trail. In the state of Florida, mm -hmm. they are good. But can they be great? Can they be great on the trail? Can they win enough battles in the Southeast against big-name programs in order to close on a top-five or a top-seven class that you can fortify with the portal, but you've got to make high school a centerpiece in a way this year that you haven't in years past? But they've already come so far. My number one concern going all the way back to the beginning was, I'm looking at this staff. I don't see a whole lot of Florida ties. No, you know? well— you, you did. There wasn't a Sertan on the staff, right? You know, that and you now say, there is. That guy's yeah. a killer yeah. in South Florida. We didn't have one of those. Then the pandemic happens, and I'm thinking, are they going to be set back too far? But the portal helped bridge one part to the next, and now that people can believe it because they've seen it, now they think, well, this guy was awesome to begin with, but now I'll go back and see him again because you know what? They're good. That program's good. Well, they're really good, and they're going to be exciting because, you know, it's one thing to be really good on defense and win games 21-14 to 14 or something like that. I mean, they're going to beat people's asses this year. they got an offense that's going to be a top 10 in the country. It's and exciting. It, and if you offense. come stumbling in here with that average-ass defense of yours, uh, if you're Virginia Tech or whatever, you're going to get boat raced because your offense is garbage. You're going to get boat raced. So there's going to be some moments where people, their heads are turned by Florida State's numbers on offense in terms of the scores. And so, I, I, yes, they're going to gain more momentum. I hate that all of that is offset by a constant nagging feeling like we're falling further behind while we win right now. And that is the argument about the conference. That's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, we could go 10-2, and 11-1, could win the ACC. But another year here is another year you fall further behind with all the money 
that is being made by those in the SEC and the Big Ten. All that he can focus on right now is the commodity, the economy of winning games. The more you do, oh, you just got to keep winning. The more you do, yep. the more irreplaceable you are. The, the more, more others you fancy are. you. Yes. Yeah. I fancy Florida State. I do. <laughs> they really, they've hit the gym. Look at them. Look at the, turn it around. I didn't know that was possible. Turned it around. Um, are they using trim spa? I hope it's the Bama table, Tom. I hope it's the Bama table. I don't really care how you look good, just as long as you do. Unless you're a relative, then I care about your actual health. Chef Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to – all you got to do is go to – drinkag1.com slash jcs that's drinkag1.com slash jcs check it out it's delicious it's quick it's easy it's proven vitamins probiotics whole food source nutrients start your day with it you'll feel better i promise bring it down to jelly roll oh man i wish you guys on the video could hear bumper getting it old school jeff cameron they can't hear you right now either i know they can Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply now they can now they can three two one now they can wish you guys could have heard that bumper it's great there you go (laughs) it was great james b that's funny I hope Storms builds up Nicholson. His arms look small to me. Maybe it was just the video. You do what I do, James B. Yeah, uh, James is not having it. No, I do the same thing. I look at guys, I'm like, mm, going to have to get a little bit bigger there, Hoss. But he is a freshman. And he is, um, no, he's built bigger than you think. I, I know what you're talking about with that video. But all these kids, when they first come in, we have such high hopes that they can play right away. And if you're judging on that, yeah, he's a little little small. A little small. He's got some time. He said he aspires to be 225. He is not listed currently that I see. I'll take a look on the I think it looked like he was 215, 210. That looked like 205 to me. But mm. but that's a video, man. I yeah, wasn't in the room. Yeah. That's not you fair. Be, you got to be in the room. Those stripes were slimming on that polo. <laughs> you know what he needs? He needs in some delicious Zaxby's. 
get you a signature sandwich. Towers above the others, quite literally, size and deliciousness. That's right. Extra large hand-breaded filet, three thick-cut pickled chips on a split-top bun. Mmm. With the delicious Zach's sauce or spicy Zach's sauce. That's right. No mayo. Get that crap out of here. I like mayonnaise, but I don't have to have it when I've got the Zach's sauce. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. There you go. Official listing for Nicholson is 63215 on the roster page. 216? 215. 6'3. If he's 6'3, that could be. I think that's that could right. Be I think that's right. I, I was guessing 215. If he can cover, it, it'll be okay. Like, it, even though he's a little bit smaller. Well, he'll that get bigger. Play. He's got the body type. He's going to get bigger. But if he could cover, that Gantt roll is just open. Somebody's for the taking. Hard to, hard to think a true freshman is going to be out there in meaningful minutes. Uh, I, I just, early this year, anyhow. It's a tough ask. It is a very tough ask. One camp, he wasn't here for spring. so I, But I, there is opportunity. Oh, Lord knows. There's way too much opportunity. And by the way, that leads me to something else. We were talking about all the good the staff has done and the adjustments that have been made. Make or break year on defense, guys. Make or break year on defense. I'm rooting for Adam Fuller for several reasons. First of all, He's the defense coordinator at Florida State. I'd like to see the defense play well. So I'm rooting for him selfishly because I'd like the defense to be good. Secondly, I like him. I like him personally. I think he's an interesting guy to talk to. I've had several long conversations with him. He knows a ton, obviously, about the game. It's not an X's and O's problem. But, you know, it doesn't really matter if I like him or if he's a great guy and a wonderful father. It doesn't matter how much football he knows. What matters is, are we good on defense? Are we good on defense? Can you translate what you know and get your kids to perform? That's all it is. That's all it ever is. It's not personal unless it becomes personal, and then I'll tell you that, but it's not. This has to be about results this year. He's got to have it because this, th this is a program that is ready to take a step into the realm of championship aspirations. Like This is where you're trying now to become elite, and nobody's got time or not much more time to figure some things out there. Now, I, I'll i just tell you this. I think there will be more changes on this staff. I think one of those changes will happen on defense after this year. Doesn't necessarily have to be the coordinator. I think somebody else will be gone, too. It could very well be. I think, I think two people could be gone. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, Is one retiring? No. Okay. All right. Right? No. Glad he's around because he's doing a good job. I'm rooting for him. Interior. He may retire. I hope not, but I, he may he may retire. There's no excuse this year for a lot of reasons, but number one would be the defensive line's better. If you've got a good defensive line, everybody is made to look better, perhaps oh, even yeah. better than they are in reality in a vacuum. But that defensive line is worlds improved, especially the interior. A little worrisome at defensive end, a little bit. But if they stay relatively healthy, you could lose a guy or two as long as it's not the wrong guy. Your linebackers should automatically look like they've gotten better in the offseason, just like your secondary. We said this about Jordan Travis in the offense. If you got receivers who could win a one-on-one, -on -one, Jordan may not have improved at all. He may not have, but he will look <laughs> like he has because you have completions. Yeah, you bothered to win. Yeah, Right, right. You bothered to win one-on-one -on -one matchups and well, move the chains and score touchdowns. Go back to what we were saying when a certain offense coordinator was here and now is a head coach in the Pac-12, but I— what we were saying was, you know, 
you don't have to like that guy necessarily or think that he's good for the program long term. I know this. He schemed a hell of a lot of one-on-one matchups, and that's all a coordinator can do is scheme one. You're never going to – well, I shouldn't say never. You're rarely, if ever, going to scheme one-on-none. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's a, it, it's a defensive breakdown if it does. So the best you can hope for is one-on-one matchups, and he schemed them all year long, and nobody could win. They lost over and over and over again in those one-on-one matchups. In fact, they got bitched most of the time. It wasn't even like it was. you didn't just lose. You got, kind of got ragdolled a little bit. It was frustrating. The opposite happened last year, and it's going to continue to get better because there's balance. There's real balance. What are you going to do? Who are you doubled? Good luck. Oh, just think about a lot of the plays that Johnny made, for example. He's not wide open on a bust. Tate throws to him. It's a one-on-one, deep post, one-on-one in the end zone, in the red zone. Oklahoma game, big catch he makes with one hand as he's being interfered with on his left side. One-on-one matchup. Catch on third down against the Gators, one-on-one matchup. Pokey Wilson, the game-winning touchdown against the Miami Hurricanes on our opening drive of the football game. Mm -hmm. It's a one-on-one matchup. His two touchdown catches against Mm -hmm. LSU. But you have guys who did it. And now you've got more who can. Yeah, it's it's exciting. It's very exciting. We're in the 70s. 79 days, right? And again, I like to do the list and the countdown, not from when we play, although that is the 79, uh, but rather just the start of college football. Really, you could say the start of camp. Let's be honest. Let's just say the start of camp. Yeah, start of camp's it, man. You get through acclimation. Once you get through the acclimation period, that first day acclimation is fun because you can see the newcomers and some of the kids, how they've transformed in the offseason, how they put the work in the gym. Second day of acclimation is terrible. Terrible. But then you get the pads on and we're good to go. Once you get the pads on, we're good to go. That's the whole thing. Once you get the uh, pads on, we're good to go. We get to see. And listen, everything's accelerated. You got an LSU waiting on you. You got to, from the jump, be ready to go. You don't get to ease into this season like you did a year ago. Although, oddly in that moment, the easing into the season led to an injury that was uh, season long. (laughs) Unfortunately, that sucked. Fun argument we had on headlines the other day about your starting five offensive linemen. Yeah, that was fascinating. I didn't understand how Byers, personally, I think that Byers is going to be your best offensive lineman, most valuable. Well, you and I are in agreement Byers is going to play, so uh, I, I didn't agree with them. I think Byers is going to play. Yeah, I think the odd man out, if if you can't fix the snapping issue, then Roddick, I think. Well, Roddick would be Roddick or Emmanuel, one of those two. I, I don't think it's Byers. Byers has a job, I think. I also think Bus Harris has a job. Yeah, I agree. He was he was more than just technically sound. He was good. past camp. He was good. Like That was the thing. His first camp, the thing I loved about him was he would keep you in front of him. And you'd really have to out-technical him to, to win. Mm-hmm. And now he's got some strength, too, on, on top of that. I don't know that he's your left tackle, but I just think he's going to be a tackle, a starting tackle. You think um, – You think every well, I'm just kind of curious if you think everybody who start well, uh, that's not a right way of phrasing the question. If you go through the offensive line, do you think, for example, um, that Robert Scott will win his job back? I think he's the favorite. He's not a bad football player. It's just that he's got some catching up to do. You think Demetri Emanuel 
We we'll start at yes. guard. Yeah, we disagree on this. I thought that was a humongous bit of news that he's back. And you were you thought it was good, but not critical. I think that's bordering critical to get him back. So here's what I think. I think it gets interesting because if I tell you that Byers, Emmanuel, Roddick, Harris, Armella, Scott, I mean, it's hard. You, you, there's only five spots. Yeah, I think that Julian's on the outside looking in right now at tackle, and I think Roddick is on the outside looking in because he can't snap the football. But and could I, he play guard? Of course he could, but I, I think Dimitri's going to win that job at right. Or, I mean, I guess you could slot him left. I don't know. But he's going to win one of those jobs, and, and Byers is going to win the other job at guard. Okay, so we think Byers is going to win it. Yeah. I mean, he's just too athletic. I, well, I think you want to really put him go, at guard yeah. so you can run all that kind of stuff that you want to run the window dressing. He's perfect for it. Nobody's more suited for it. So I think Bless Harris will be your right tackle. Sounds I think, right. I think you're... <sighs> if Scott wins his job, then hell yeah, he's the right tackle. But if Scott doesn't win his job, then you could put Bless at left, and you could put, well, you could put Byers at right tackle. You could put Armella at right yeah. tackle. You could put, yeah. If Bless is your left tackle, that opens up a it, whole lot of... I don't know that we have very many secondary left tackle no, options. No, no, I don't... I think Lucas Simmons could be maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, he's really good. About three-quarters of the way through camp, light bulb clicked on a little bit for that young man. But he's still got to get bigger. When you stand there next to him and you realize that he's over three hundred pounds and he's six foot eight and his arms go on for days and he's got a thick lower half, you realize that he's one of the rare guys that, as a true freshman, you could put out there, and you really probably wouldn't suffer. It's just that you don't want to. Now yeah. you're only gonna have him for three years. He's going to the league. He's got good feet. He is a prototypical tackle at six foot eight with those arms and the athleticism. So he's got to start. If if he doesn't start this year, he's got to start next. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a. It'll be fascinating. But he, you're right. He came on towards the end of camp. It's just that you don't want to have to play him early. No. The funny thing is, I know this is a wild card idea. Armel is so athletic; he could play guard for you too if you had an elite front five that you just wanted to roll out your best five. God, if you had he and Byers at guard, mm, talk about mm. behemoths who are athletic as can be for that position, that would be really fun. But I, I think at this point, Armella, they're, they're sticking with tackle because that's what he profiles at for the long haul for us. Well, and he's hungry to start. He wants to play. Yes, he's, he does. He's anxious. You worry about him a little bit, frankly, if he doesn't win the job. I, I, I worry about him. I, I'll say that openly. But I will also say that I'm not discounting him. I'm I'm a I'm in agreement with Alex Atkins on something, which most things. Uh, Alex said, "Look, guys come out of nowhere sometimes wins jobs." Yes, yeah. He's like, you, you, just when you don't think a guy's going to do it is when he comes into camp and all of a sudden he's figured out that thing that he couldn't do. Right. Well, but the fun part is Armella not being a starting tackle as we sit here today is is not because he sucks or he's a bust. It's because oh, no, you've really got good. good players in front of him. That's I mean, the good part here. You think he's better? Do you, you're coming back after Robert Scott right I, now, aren't I, you? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I can yeah, feel yeah. that. <laughs> Do you think Armel is better than Robert Scott, I think is what you're about to ask? Uh, yeah. Not right now. No. He's getting closer. Oh, he's getting closer. I think to, it was yeah. very helpful that he didn't miss camp and that the other guy did. And Robert Scott's not a bad football player. Yeah, he's just not a great football player. He's just what he is. We'll see what he is now that he's back. I like Robert Scott, man. He's a good kid. Yeah. And he's funny and he's hardworking. And he doesn't suck. You're right. I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm just not in love with him. I don't think he's great. Uh, and I think there's some more athletic potential uh, at that tackle position. Um, you're right. They haven't won the job yet. 
I don't know that Armella at this point, my personal watching of him, he's not as consistent as Robert is. He's not. He's not. When he gets beat, it is unholy. And you go, what in the world? Son? Yeah, yeah, but doing? but the fall could prove different. Let's see. It could, you know, and, and that's where the guard stuff is fun because I think and, and Ira can correct me if we do a video on this as we you know meet out the top mm-hmm. twenty five, but I think in his mind it sounds like it would be Roddick and Emmanuel as your starting guards and Byers is on the outside looking in. I think from your eyes and you tell me if I'm wrong, it's Byers and Roddick as your starting guards and Dimitri might be on the outside looking in. Uh, and for me, I think it's Byers and Dimitri, and Roddick is the third man out. I would, yeah, I might remove Roddick. I would really love to get him out there, and he didn't transfer here to not to play. Correct. Um, and, but they said, even in his newcomer interview, right out the gate, what are you playing? Well, guard and center, they really want to work in the middle. Yeah, they know. They need to get better there, larger. Well, and they and he is. I'd, I'd play him probably over, well, First of all, I, I'm not starting like Darius Washington does not come into this conversation. That's he why is, he's not in our top 40. You know, he's just, but he's a guy that you can, you know, he helps you. Somebody goes down, you need to put him in, that's fine. But he's not on that. I think Byers is too athletic to not play. I, I like Roddick's size a lot. If he can't win the starting center position, I would really think strongly about starting him at guard. Um, I think Bless Harris has to play at one of the tackles. Um, and then I, well, here's the fun part. How about this? Let's couch it one way. I think the starting five for LSU could be very different from the starting five for Clemson. But when you're playing that first First game, game, I think you want the fewest amount of variables. And then, you know, we're not even mentioning Keandre Jones. I know. I know. And he made my top 40 and, and, uh, Darius Washington did not, for example. But I think in short yardage and goal line, Keandre's got to be on the Got well, him. he's he's a giant. He's three hundred and thirty-five pounds, and he moves smart as a whip. Dude. Yeah, man, I we forgot. We're not even talking about. But him. he's just not. I, I don't. I don't know. If he's quick enough. To, I think in short yardage, if you want to Yo, uproot somebody, yeah, you got to bully people. Yeah, right. Got to be a goal line. Kind but of if guy. you want him in power encounter, I I don't know. Yeah. Is he quick enough? Might need. Maybe he'll lose some weight this offseason. Well, I, I don't want him to lose too much weight though. I, he's six three. It's three thirty-five though. I mean, he can go yeah. down to three twenty. Yeah. He's going to get that much quicker. I don't know if he has that in him with 15 It may not be his style. Yeah, may not be. No doubt that buying a home can feel overwhelming, especially if it's your first home. You're worried about location and school zones, uh, loan approvals and interest rates and all that good stuff. Obviously, the price as well. Throw that in there. Buying a home can be the most significant investment you've ever made. Pretty much is. We're just talking about money. Good news, though. I've got friends at Legendary Home Loans. They're on your side, in your corner, Going to bat for you. Shannon Young from Legendary Home Loans. Good guy. Diehard Noel, by the way. Can help first-time homebuyers get up to $25,000 for your down payment for your first, in, in, first home. First home. They can do that. And also, by the way, first responders, veterans, teachers, military, healthcare workers. He's got you covered. Shannon's expert navigator of the home loan terrain. Trust that he's going to get you the most competitive interest rates. Guide you through the process every step of the way. Shannon gets uh, your closing costs reduced as well. It's uh, known as a Hometown Heroes program they got going on there. Give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN, 844-FSU-LOAN. Go to fsuhomeloans.com. Ask for Shannon Young. Jeff Cameron Show continues in a moment. Rapid fire. We got to go. We got to go. Thanks to my friends at Power Mill, by the way, sponsoring the final segment of the week. As always, with Probables, cue it up, good sir. It's time for... How you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? 
Baltimore and the Cubs are tied nothing-nothing in the second. That game is Cole Irvin and Kyle Hendricks. Marlins, Nats tonight. Sandy Alcantara, Trevor Williams, Alcantara, as they call him down there. Cardinals, Mets, Miles Mikolas. Yeah. Tyler McGill. What's uh, Mikolas' ERA these days? Four and three with a four. A four? All right. Yankees, Red Sox, Domingo Harmon, Tanner Houck. Rockies, Braves. Nelson LeMay, Jared Schuster. LeMay for par. Blue Jays, Rangers, Kevin Gosman, Martin Prez, Perez, Martin Perez. Speak English if you can do it. Reds, Astros, Andrew Abbott, J.P. France. Angels, Royals, Patrick Sandoval, Brady Singer, Tigers, Twins, TBD, Joe Ryan. Pirates, Brewers, battle for first place in the Central. Old man Rich Hill on the bump for the Buccos. Julio Tehran, he's been kicking ass, unfortunately, on the hill for the Brewers. I hope. Pulls a hamstring. Guardians, D-backs, Tristan McKenzie, Zach Gallen, Rays, Padres, Shane McClanahan. McClanahan! You Darvish. Phillies, A's, Tawan Walker, J.P. Sears, Giants, Dodgers, John Brabia, and TBD. Finally, White Sox, Mariners, Michael Kopech, and Brian Wu. Woo! And that's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. We got, like, mere seconds, right? What do we got? What do we got? 90 seconds. Doing anything fun this weekend? I know you're playing some golf. Uh, weather permitting. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to get trench foot. So, if it we got a problem in the morning, I'm calling it. Uh, Zyler, yes. Uh, NC State had an elite linebacker. Also, you're welcome for the show. Thanks for listening to the program. That goes for all of you on the radio, you're in the welcome. chat. We really do appreciate it. It's nice. Fun show. Libations Friday. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends. JCS in general. Wildly popular. We're going to grow it. We're going to grow it. And I actually think Tom and I do have some more plans for some other stuff uh, podcast-wise. So we do. We I do. think once we get on the other side of the fireworks, we'll be uh, we'll be making ready our own to, fireworks. Ready to lock it in. Yeah. Get back to some bellying up, some other things like that. It'll be good. I, I throw it out there. I, I, I've got keen interest in doing just that. It's been that. a two-year layoff, hasn't That's it? ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we to get What's back. What's the first topic going to be? I don't know. It'll strike me. And I'll call you and let you know. That's how it goes. You set the topic of the first 15 seconds. We don't prep. And no. it's just like, all right, yeah. thoughts? Here's what we're going to do. Do you know they found an ancient? And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> could be that kind of day. It could be that kind of a day. Good work out of you, sir. Greatly appreciate all of you, as I said. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there that's a father. It's uh, an awesome thing. Awesome. The best of things. Peace. Peace.